Support for Gig with Mike Redman comes from Music Connection. For 45 years, connecting artists and musicians with each other and the industry. And you can find them on the web at musicconnection.com. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Gig with Mike Redman. I'm Mike Redman, <laughs> but I guess you figured that out by now. Today, I get to talk with writer, author, and journalist Andy Kaufman. For many years, Andy's been pulling back the curtain on the music scene through his work with Music Connection. And a little promo, this is uh, musicconnection.com. I love those guys. Where he pens captivating profiles of artists and also reviews music of upcoming talent. In today's episode, I'm talking to Andy to explore his journey into the world of music journalism, his knack for capturing the essence of an artist's experiences, and how he's been hitting all the right notes. <laughs> Just kidding. Hey, Andy, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? Would you summarize for our listeners what you do as a writer in the music industry and maybe why you, you know, picked to work in that specific area? Well, writing for Music Connection, we're really aimed at giving advice to people who are either in the music industry or trying to get into it. People, mm -hmm. It's all about practical advice. Uh, and so I interview people from all different sectors of the industry and write about all different sectors of the industry. I do album reviews. I do live reviews of unsigned artists. Um, and we do a column as well called Signing Stories, which is about how artists get signed to their record labels. So readers can really get insight into how that happened. Did you have a special interest in, in, in music? I mean, are you a musician? I'm not a musician. Um, I just like music. And when I started writing about music, it was really just because I was kind of opinionated about the artists that I liked. And mm. one of the things that was so great uh, in the beginning was I got to think about all my favorite artists and I reached out yeah. to a few of them and actually interviewed them. So I know one of your uh. questions is, What's the most memorable interview you've done? And I th I think they have to kind of go back to the beginning when I couldn't believe I was really doing it. It's sometimes as easy as going to a website, seeing mm -hmm. an email, reaching out and saying, can I interview you? Yeah. Um, and so I was able to interview Buckethead, uh -huh. uh, who is a well-known guitarist. Sure. He wears a white mask and a Kentucky Fried Chicken Bucket on his head. He's played with Bootsy Collins um, and a lot of other people. You must be an encyclopedia of knowledge these days about this. How many how many music industry interviews have you conducted? I couldn't tell you. You've done so many. Can you recall a couple of, the, of your favorites and maybe what made them special to begin with? I interviewed Norwood Fisher from Fishbone, probably my Favorite. You can actually see the poster for uh, Chim Chim's Badass Revenge framed wow. there in the background of my office. Um, I interviewed Bill Laswell, uh, bass player, producer. When I mm -hmm. spoke to him very early on in my career, I probably had 200, 300 albums with his name on them somewhere. Wow. Wow. And I couldn't believe I was actually, he actually <laughs> wanted to talk to me. And I, yeah. you know, I, who, who, would I, who was I? but he was willing to take the time to, to talk to me. Um, so that was pretty exciting. You know, yeah. anytime I get a cover story, that's exciting. Um, yeah. There's so, again, there's so many people. I, 
it's amazing when you hear somebody on the radio and you say, oh, I, I interviewed that person. Or you just, you see a news clipping, something on TMZ. Oh yeah, Machine Gun Kelly, I, I interviewed him. It's pretty yeah. amazing. No, it is, it is cool, isn't it? Yeah, I, I get some of those same feelings, you know, getting to, uh, uh, to watch a film, you know, and say, oh yeah, I know the guy that wrote that. Yeah. Let's talk about interviewing in general a little bit. What's maybe the differences between uh, an artist interview or an upcoming artist or an unsigned artist and a music review? Because one sounds more like an inquiry or, or, or learning about an artist, and another one is actually taking their art and giving an opinion about it. I guess I hadn't thought too much. They're different lanes, you mm -hmm. know? When you're interviewing an artist, it's um, you're there on an information gathering hunt, right. and you're there yeah. really to to put a spotlight on the artist. You know, mm -hmm. it, your opinion is if you don't like the music, you set that aside. Mm -hmm. um, every artist is presenting a vision, and it's your duty to present that vision in, in the most informative and beneficial way possible. When mm -hmm. you're writing a review, that's really when your own personal opinion comes in. And, and you do also have to be very mindful that when you do that, uh, you temper some of your criticisms with some of the good things. You can't just yeah. be rude and, and tear somebody up. Um, you have to have to balance things out and be professional about an mm -hmm. opinion, even if you don't like something. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that uh, is an advantage that I have is that I don't have any other position in the music industry. So right. frankly, if I piss people off, I really don't care. I'm not going to run into <laughs> you at some convention. I'm not going to lose a job. Yeah, That's fine. Yeah. My duty is to the reader, number one, and that's it. It allows and you to be you more objective, me, right? Yeah, I mean, that, that, I'm sure there are people who have read my reviews and yeah. have gotten butthurt and say they don't like it, and that's fine with me. And yeah. there are other people who I say nice things, and yeah. they, they they put my quote into their press kits for years to come, and I love that. Um, yeah. But they do that because I said nice things, not because they really like me. <laughs> I am Eric or uh, Mark, and I bring a project to you. How, what's, how do you prepare for an interview? It's just basic research. You know, everything is so great with the internet. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, it starts with whatever the publicist or the artist themselves sends you. They'll yeah. give you handy press releases. They'll mm -hmm. have electronic press kits. Mm -hmm. um, they give you resources to use. Yes. So that's a great jumping off point. Mm -hmm. um, most artists, by the time they get to you, they're going to have a website. So you check that out. And then you just use Google, do a search and read some interviews, read what's out there. Then it comes down to preparing, getting those wheels in motion, thinking about what are the right questions to ask. And I mm -hmm. do like to type them out beforehand. With yeah. something like the signing stories, same themes come up over and over again. Right, so there's sure. very little research I have to do. But for a cover story, you really want to make sure you know something about the artist. Mm -hmm. um, and same with executive profiles. I, I need to learn something about whatever the industry this person is in uh, right. so I can sound somewhat knowledgeable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's I mean, that it's interesting. I, 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 part of the reason I ask you that is the, for 
obviously what I do. It's, uh, there's a lot more to it than people think. You have to do quite a bit of research or you just sound like you're regurgitating what everybody else already says. Right. So I try to look at somebody and try to maybe, I hope, I hope that this interview that we're doing right now, somebody will learn something new that they haven't. Uh, that they didn't already know. Why? Otherwise, I'm wasting their time. Exactly. Okay, how about let's jump on the other side. If I'm an artist, what should I do to be pre uh, prepared to be interviewed by you? And be relaxed. Well, here's one thing. One, have, a, have enough time mm -hmm. that you can... More time than you think you need. So right. you can relax... Compose your thoughts yep. and uh, just go with the flow and connect with the person you're speaking with on a real mm -hmm. level. Yeah. Number two, get a landline. People, mm -hmm. cell phones, they may be great. Those batteries die. They drop out. There's nothing oh, more frustrating uh -huh. for an interviewer when somebody's saying something great and then it drops out or you get disconnected and you got to oh. call back and reconnect. Very frustrating. Never thought of that. What advice might you have that, you know, to somebody that is doing this interview with you? Well, one thing I think that artists should be mindful of is mm -hmm. the length to which they speak. Mm -hmm. Everybody is different. I've done some interviews where the artist did not want to say anything. <laughs> there are artists who do not like to be interviewed. Mm. They will give the shortest answer possible. Um, and that's not very good. It doesn't help me when I have to constantly be coming up with questions to which mm. you don't answer. Um, give the interviewer what, what they're looking for. Give them some good quotes. Mm. Um, on the flip side, don't go on too long. I've done interviews where I ask one question and the mm -hmm. person speaks for half an hour. That can be great, especially as a writer. It's a little different for you as a podcaster. Mm -hmm. But then I go over my interview recording and I can chop up what was said um, right. and use it for my column. So in other formats, it wouldn't work, like a Q&A format. Mm -hmm. um, but everybody is different. That's another thing. I mean, some people are, they like to joke. Some people are very serious. Mm -hmm. Some people will get offended by the questions to ask. Um, some people have their own questions they want to be asked. You know, mm -hmm. it's, everybody is different. And um, they're all creative folks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's about the only thing that connects them. You know, the creative people come in all shapes and sizes. I'm guessing that you're pretty current with the music industry, you know, just by nature of what you do, which is awesome. So do you have a favorite genre or artist that you're following these days? Well, my favorite genres, I, I really like funky stuff. I really, really like heavy stuff. And I think more than anything, I like something that doesn't fall into any category. Mm. Uh, my favorite genre is unclassifiable. Uh, today I'm wearing my Ween shirt. For those of you <laughs> who are... Maniacs, this is their logo. Gene and Dean Ween are the, the primary band members. and They've been around for a long time, and they work in every genre imaginable. You wow. listen to an album, and they're doing a reggae song, and then they're doing a heavy metal song, and then they have an Irish drinking song. And you never know what's going to come up. 
anything, anything that makes me say, what is that? That's yeah. what I'm interested in. If I feel like I've already heard a hundred different versions before, mm-hmm. especially if it's a love song, I don't know, you know, artists like to sing about love, which is a legit topic. Sure. We don't need more love songs. But if you <laughs> sing a song about a brand muffin, I've never heard a song about a brand muffin. That might be interesting. Let's change subject and talk about a tender subject these days. And, and let, let, uh, I'd love your opinion on AI and what it's going to do to your job. It's a good Not question. Just, you know, yeah, I've, yeah. I've been asking some of my interviewees about that too, because it's such a hot topic in the industry. Every now and sure. then something new comes up. Um, I've been doing this long enough that, what, you know, when 360 deals mm-hmm. became yeah. the norm, and right. that was the thing. Ask about 360 deals. And so now it's AI. Uh, frankly, I don't know. Well, nobody can say they know what's going to happen. I worry that not just in the music industry or the film industry, it's going to have such a profound impact because nobody is going to know what's real anymore. No one will know just because it used to be, uh, you know, the tape doesn't lie. If you see it on film, it happened that way. Mm -hmm. But now you can't even trust your eyes or your ears in anything that's been recorded. It may have been designed by a computer. So we'll never know. They may be able to apply it to stuff like Zoom meetings or whatever the teleconferencing thing is. Someone may be able to write a script and have you saying something that you're not saying. It's a frightening future. Uh, uh (laughs) But that said, I think that uh, artists will be able to use AI in very interesting ways. Everything is a derivative of something that came before it. Every painter uses the same set of colors. And there are only so many, everyone's using the same language. Uh, I do it all the time. When I'm writing about perfumes, I have to base it on something. And Mm -hmm. I read comments that other people have written. And I can't steal what they wrote. But I can take it and make it mine. Um, And if people are using AI to create in new ways, using it as a springboard, I think that's fantastic. You've talked to so many artists that have become successful and kind of, you know, you found them uh, through the music connection a little bit early on. And so what are the traits of some uh, that are common amongst the ones that you have met that made it and the ones that you've met that didn't? Yeah, I'm talking about artists and the some of the things that artists should be thinking about but to be successful. Most of the artists that I tend to interview already mm-hmm. have it going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if I can give advice to get to that level. Mm-hmm. I do reviews of artists who aren't at that level, but I don't right. interview them. So I analyze their performances and maybe give some ideas on how they could improve their live performances. Mm-hmm. But... I suppose there are common threads between all the artists that you that I interviewed. And one thing is that they're all very passionate about what they do. You know, passion is key. This is not a job uh, where you log in and log out and get a paycheck. Um, everybody wants to be in, a, a musician. Mm-hmm. Everybody's bought into this fantasy of the rock and roll lifestyle and that it's easy. So there's tons of competition. People want to play and sing for a living. And to make it, 
you you got to work hard and you either have to get very lucky and connect with the right people in the industry and play by their rules mm-hmm. or you have to basically become the head of a small company and mm-hmm. be independent artist inc you know and manage yourself book your own shows until you get to a higher level and you can have people helping you you're you're going to be lugging your own equipment you're going to be doing your own promotion you're going to be doing all the things that back in the day artists never had to do the flip side of that of course is that now you really can back in the day you were either a big star or i mean you, you just could play in a bar or with your friends and that was it now you can make a living now or or you, or you can at least make money you can make money playing um and you really need to figure out what success means to you do you want to be a radio you know on mtv or yep. on the radio you want to be on the cover of a major magazine or are you just happy making 50 bucks a week or somewhere in between do you want to own your own independent label what does it mean to you do you just want to be a recording artist mm-hmm. do you just want to perform and never record do you just want to release singles you know there are a lot of options you have now yeah. um and artists spend time thinking about this the ones who are really serious they have some sort of game plan um and they're also open to publicity you have to take those opportunities to speak to people and connect with people, whether it's through social media or talking to somebody like me in the press. Mm-hmm. Um, I've talked to people, like I said, I've interviewed artists who don't like to be interviewed. Mm-hmm. Very often, they're nowhere now. Yeah. But oh, other ones, even the ones who are perhaps a bit ornery, mm-hmm. they're still big. You mm-hmm. know, it's probably no surprise that Machine Gun Kelly was. A bit yeah. of a prickly interview, but he was fun and uh-huh. he understood what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's where he is today. The Music Connection. You've been writing for them for a long time. And I, I was a little surprised because I was not that familiar with them a while back. Very much, it seemed to me that it was more West Coast centric. And it's a wonderful magazine and resource, and I would—I thought I'd just ask you if—if if I was to ask you about that magazine, what would you tell me? Why should I be reading it? There's a reason it's considered the bible of the industry. Again, my editor is fantastic, and he knows how to put together a great magazine. We've got some great writers besides yours truly who write for the magazine, and you really get insight into how the industry works in a way, in plain English, and in a way that you're really not going to find in many other resource, resources, except perhaps various articles around the internet, I suppose. Um, it also offers contact information. So as you're reading, you can say, hey, this person interests me. I would like this person to manage me, or I would like to pitch my work to this label to be an artist on their roster. We give you the phone numbers, emails, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, not for nothing, mm-hmm. magazine has been around a long time and we have had numerous cover stories, first time cover stories for huge artists. Madonna's first cover story was with Music Connection. The White Stripes had their first cover story with Music Connection. Guns N' Roses had their first cover story with Music Connection. Next month, I have a cover story uh, with country star Bailey Zimmerman. Cool. That's his first cover story, and he's going to be huge. 
He's 23. He has two platinum records. He is going to be a major star. Uh, and he has a fascinating story because he didn't even really know he could sing, decided to try it, uploaded something to social media. And people said, I didn't know you were an artist. He said, do you want me to be an artist? They said, heck yeah. <laughs> a couple months later, he was at the middle of a major label bidding war. And now he's on Warner Music Nashville wow. at 23. So, hey, like I said, some people are natural. Some people have to, most people have to work, work at it. Maybe you're that one in a zillion that's just got it, baby. What advice would you give somebody if they wanted to do what you do? Not not just as a writer in general, I mean, but you know, if they wanted to write for the music industry, what kinds of things should they skills should they have, and uh, what might they do to get their foot in the door somewhere? That's a tough one. You know, mm -hmm. getting your foot in the door is different now, I'm sure, than when I started. Like right. I said, I was very lucky uh, that the internet was exploding mm -hmm. when I was starting. And so there were no music, journalism type websites. So they were just starting. So they were looking for people. I got connected mm -hmm. with music.com. I wrote for them for a long time before they crashed. I don't mm -hmm. even know what happened to them. Uh, that was an opportunity, yeah. you know, that that just sort of it was right there for me, you know, and people today probably don't have that. Um, mm -hmm. I got lucky. That's another major thing. You got to be lucky. Mm -hmm. When I sent my stuff to Music Connection, I mean, I I think I just got lucky. And the editor, you just got to get an editor who happens to, to have faith in you and wants to mm -hmm. work with you and, you know, wants to back you. That's what I had. Uh, with Mark Nardone at Music Connection. So that was very good. In terms of the skills, well, you have to do certain things. One, you know, you got to love music. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't love music, there's why, why are you doing this? You yeah. know, one of the great parts of this is you get free music. You know, <laughs> you're not doing it because you're getting rich. Yeah. Go work on Wall Street or investments or something because – if you want to make money, focus on making money. Don't focus on music. Mm -hmm. This, get music before other people hear it. Isn't that yeah. exciting? I don't have to pay for it. You also get to talk to people. You get to reach out to your favorite artists and get in touch with them and ask them whatever is on your mind. It's pretty special. Yeah. Um, got to read. Read other music magazines. Go online. Read all of those websites and see see what people say about how they review an album and figure out what you like about it and what you don't like about it right and then of course it comes down to writing you have to practice writing you have to know grammar um mm -hmm. use uh something like grammarly there are now plugins that will help you sure. uh spell correctly and use good grammar and i'll give you all sorts of other tips so speaking of AI, you can use tools like those to help you along. Um, but you have to have time to read and you have to have time to write. And you have to be a self-starter, too. When you wake up in the morning, you know, you're not going to have somebody saying, you have to log in now and start writing. You have mm -hmm. an article due. There's a deadline. You got to hand it in before it's due to your editor and make sure it's as good as it can be. Those are your hours. It's, no, I like that. it's yep. tougher than being able to clock in at 
8 a.m. and then clock out at 5. And if there's no work on your desk, you're still getting paid. That doesn't work as a writer. Andy, you're, uh, I can tell you're an interesting, interesting guy, and uh, I might have to drive up and see you and have some coffee one day. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is, I think we could probably talk all day along about this kind of stuff, but I'm sure you have work to do. Uh, I want to thank you for being on Gig. I will be in touch. Thank you once again. Yeah, thank you so much. It's really an honor. This is such a cool thing for me. Theme music for Gig with Mike Redmond was composed and produced by Other Animal. Thank you for joining me today for another episode of Gig with Mike Redmond. If you like what you heard, I'd ask that you subscribe and like us. And finally, if you have questions about a job or ideas for an episode, contact me at gigwithmikeredmond at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Mike Redmond, signing off.